If you're the kind of person who wears one mask at work, one on the drive, one for your partner, your kids, your kids' teachers, your boss, the post lady, and you look in the mirror and don't know who you see, this show is for you. Welcome to Settle Smarter Season 2, the authentic season, a safe place to take off your masks. And now, your hostess with the mostest, Dana Luke-Arimoto. Welcome back to the Settle Smarter Podcast. I am here with someone I am thrilled to have on the program. Adria is going to talk to us about Adria and Adriana, her sassy alter ego, her musings with TikTok. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about her dog oatmeal, her Tina Fey quote of the day, which rocks my world, and the fact that she also has somewhat of a practical life also. It's not all fun and games, unfortunately, or this would be a way more exciting podcast but for today's show we're also going to talk about the various hats she wears because women wear multiple hats even young up-and-coming aspirational and inspirational women like adria who is editor of biznology a management associate at consultants collective and also we are going to talk about these other musings where she shows up and takes on big important issues for women welcome adria Hello, I'm very happy to be here. So let's dive in with something fun, okay? Let's not start with our regular daily life. Let's talk about oatmeal. What's an oatmeal and do you eat it or do you pet it? Well, quite honestly, both. Um, My dog's name is Oatmeal and I actually named him because my dad, who is the goofiest man alive, he eats oatmeal for breakfast every day with chocolate chips in it. Very simple man, every single day. And we kind of joked about how the chocolate chips make a triangle and it looks like our family dog who's a little cockapoo, a cocker spaniel poodle. And we called it the Oatmeal Pupper. And so when I got my dog, Oatmeal, Oatmeal, say hi. He says hi, he's napping, he dreamed it. so when I got my dog oatmeal, he, I named him the oatmeal pepper in honor of that. So he's, he's my dad's, my dad's muse. And sometimes our beloved Settle Smarter listeners, followers, people who have even been guests before that decide to be brave enough to listen, they want to see what we're talking about. So if we can take, you know, some type of image from this, we will share your beautiful oatmeal who happens to be oatmeal colored as well. Yeah, people, when I tell them his name's Oatmeal, they're like, that makes sense. And then I explain the story and they're like, oh, it has meaning. You didn't just name your dog something stupid to be weird. So when you and I first got to know each other, I'm not sure I met Adriana, but I'm pretty damn sure I met Adria. Tell our listeners on this show who these two women are. So Adria's like my business personality. I... I really try to keep kind of a professional demeanor and I have a full-time job. I work as the uh, management associate for consultants collective. So that's my nine to five, my casual, you know, run of the mill. Adriana is run of the mill. And then we get Adriana. Adriana is after hours. She, she's a little spicier. She's a little wilder. And sometimes she wears shapewear on the internet, on TikTok and embarrasses herself quite frankly but she she likes to have fun and increasingly adriana has been creeping into adria's daily life because i'll be in a meeting and suddenly say oh no i pooped myself and that those things just kind of slip out and i don't know how to control it so increasingly as my following on tiktok has increased 
Adriana has merged with Adria. And and isn't that what we want to tell young women in particular and anyone who's underserved or underrepresented? Can't we just be ourselves? Why can't we show up as our full selves? Tell us why. I think that there's this expectation that, especially as a woman, when you get into these professional settings, you need to be buttoned up. You need to be very professional. And that means leaving your personality and your authentic self at home. And so that was Adria for a while, very buttoned up, very tried to do everything neat, clean, expected. But, um, I think that it's completely fine to insert your personality into your professional life. I don't think I haven't had anyone who's really been appalled by anything I've said. And I've I've said some questionable things in meetings. I'll be the first one to say that, but I think that people appreciate the breath of fresh air into the monotony of everyday life because my whole life growing up, everyone kind of told me to like sit still, look pretty. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, I want to get wild. I want to get crazy and not like, not that I'm going to make an OnlyFans and like sell myself on the internet, but I want to have some fun. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being yourself authentically, even if that version of yourself is kind of weird. So it's funny. And for those of you non like woo woo ethereal types tune out now, come back in 15 seconds. I was told weird in Celtic means filled with spirit. I don't know if that's true. So if anyone can please write into the show and let us know if that is the true Celtic translation, I'm going with it. I like that a lot because I think it's true. Like it's, it's something new. It's something exciting. It's something different. And I think people appreciate that even if they don't think that they're going to appreciate that. Let's talk about the first time you realized you were in this new definition filled with spirit weird who was the first one to give you a hard time about it? You don't have to name names, but maybe tell us the role they play in your life. Who gave you a hard time? I, very early on, I was, I, I knew I was weird. I asked for a green screen for my 10th birthday and I made really bizarre YouTube videos. And um, I also grew up with a lot of people telling me that a lady is supposed to be this kind of person. I had a lot of old fashioned people who wanted me to be very clean cut and didn't like a lot of my jokes that I thought were really funny, but they would not laugh at. So I kind of had to learn that I don't need someone to laugh at my jokes for them to be funny. If I think they're funny, that's enough. And once I really accepted that, that's kind of when I embraced it because I'm everything I do, I do for me, not like everything. I'm not like this crazy, selfish person, but just in my behavior, I'm not acting for anyone else anymore. I'm acting for myself. And that was a bit of a tangent, but I, I had a lot of adults who helped raise me, not necessarily family members, but really close family friends who just kind of suppressed that. And I am glad that I did not heed their direction yeah we talk about blood is not thicker than water i talked about it in my book we talk about it on this podcast we talk about it in the subtle smarter stories that are starting to come in on instagram and people saying you know what that resonates with me too and so people influence us for good or not so good whether they're family or not family. And so, I don't know, for me, the first time I can remember was at a ladies' luncheon where I so didn't fit in. I was probably 16, right after, you know, sweet 16. We used to have those back in the day in Wisconsin. 
And I'm in the ladies' room talking to a cousin who is a matriarch of the family, a muse, very free herself, didn't fit in either. And she's like, oh, honey, I know the other ladies at lunch are giving you a hard time about your career aspirations. You just ignore it. You're a butterfly kind of, you know, thing in the bathroom. I'm going, okay, okay, okay. And I get back to the table and I put on the mask, right? And I just act like, you can't drag me down. It doesn't matter. You carry that crap your whole life, especially as women, right? Because we are told to sort of just sit still and look parody. Don't have an opinion. Don't rock the boat. So let's talk about the positive influences that let us know it was okay to be weird. Do any come to mind? Yes, absolutely. Actually, a lot of those influences for me were teachers. So my sixth grade teacher and my seventh grade teacher actually were very big personalities themselves. And um, in sixth grade, we would get up every week and we would do these things called vocabulary skits. And every week I looked forward to it. And the class would just be like rolling on the ground laughing at some of these like random things I came up with. And that just really fueled my creativity. And that's how I kind of learned that you like, I love performing in front of people. I love making people laugh. And then my seventh grade teacher, he was a history teacher. We did um, like skits in class. And when you're in seventh grade, you're what, 12, 13. So very uncomfortable part of your life. And so that was very hard to get up in front of people at that point. But he was so encouraging and he himself was such a huge, funny, goofy personality, but at the same time, everyone respected him. And I wanted to be like that. And I've kind of carried that with me is like, I want to be this funny, goofy person that you can laugh with, but I also don't want you to feel like you can step all over me. I also want you to like take me seriously. So it's kind of, I've been developing this kind of persona that I've taken from specifically those two teachers, I think. Teachers are so critical to the health and welfare of our own well-being. And there's this book I read a million years ago, and it really stuck with me, called The Power of Positive Students by William Mitchell. And he was an African-American gentleman in an urban setting who decided that kids' self-worth was related to their academics, which was related to teachers investing in them. And the story is incredible. They've had movies that are very similar about these real world stories that we see in other parts of the country and even in the world. So let's invest in students. If you're a teacher listening, thank you for your work and your contribution. If you're a student at any age listening, think back to those teachers that really made an impact on you and let's not ignore them because they are doing selfless work every day. And let's face it, they are not paid well. Exactly. And conversely, I've had some, I had a teacher tell me I was the stupidest person they've ever met. So that also sticks with you probably just as much as the positive stuff. So also kind of learning from a young age that just because one person thinks you're the stupidest person that they've met in their life, another person's going to think you're the smartest person that they've ever met in their life. So don't take their word as gospel because very well may not be true. It most, it probably isn't. Stay with that for a minute. And when someone says something really toxic to you, wouldn't you say it actually has an even greater impact than when someone says something good? We're hard on ourselves. Yes. Um, especially on TikTok. I have so, not so many comments that are really hard to read, but I get a pretty good handful. And quite honestly, I'll read one comment calling me fat and that will negate 50 comments telling me I'm beautiful and it's very hard to separate that and I've really had to come to terms with that and say they don't know me they're probably just scrolling on TikTok having a bad day they have never seen me in my life they came across my video and just 
needed to take their anger out on someone. So it's, it, it's something that not a lot of people have to deal with. And so it kind of feels isolating because most people don't go around their daily life and having messages on their phone saying you're fat, you're ugly, you should shut up. Um, but I do. And that's something I've really had to learn to deal with, which I don't really let get me down anymore. I, I have, um, highly, my roommate, do my comments for me. She reads them and responds to them because I still want to have that engagement, but I don't want to have it affect me quite honestly. So that's settling smarter right there. Cause clearly everyone can hear you're smart. That's being smarter about what affects you and impacts you and what doesn't and still coming up with a solution. I always like to say, if you're not part of the solution, you're only part of the problem. Well done. And to me, that sounds like a blend of Adria and Adriana bridge too far. No, that is perfect. Adria helps Adriana so much because I I'm doing SEO. I'm doing paid search on my terms. I'm doing like promotional videos. So Adria, not, I'm not even beating down Adria because Adria, Adria does a lot. Adria is very intelligent. And Adriana is very fill in the blank. Creative, spunky, and spontaneous. If we talked about neurolinguistics for a minute, we'd think about left and right brain, and we would talk about left brain being more masculine, logical, kind of in the box, and right brain being more feminine, creative, open, out of the box. When you have both, there's this concept of what's called the whole new mind, which is where you really are sort of more equalized using all parts of yourself, which means you get to bring your full self to work or the gym or out walking oatmeal or posting on TikTok. No settling smarter people. It's not happening from me, but we'll watch Adria and we can just promote her and support her because she's taking risks and I don't even understand that particular social medium as Adria can attest. So what do you say about integrating yourself with what you've learned over the last, I guess, since pandemic times, what have you learned about you? I've definitely learned so much about myself in the past year. I think I already was a very introspective person. I'm fine being alone. I will literally go to a restaurant and sit down alone because I love my own company. Um, so I think that just exasperated it for me. And also, um, I already worked from home, so that wasn't really a change for me. The, The biggest change I think was learning about myself and learning what, how to, how do I say this, how to fulfill the parts of me that require social interaction when I can't have social social interaction. And that was TikTok for me. So I literally downloaded TikTok March of 2020. And that's how I connected with people. That's, um, that's how I got my start into TikTok. So I think once I realized that I wanted to be a presence on the internet, that, that came from spending so much time alone with myself. I'm like, I'm funny. I want to hang out with myself more. And most people probably do too. <laughs> So if you're listening and you have yet to take yourself out to dinner, I strongly recommend it. It's interesting you bring this up. Many of my listeners know I've been exploring island life and I spent 30 days alone on the island of Kauai. And at first it was glorious and then it was sad. And then I missed my husband and my daughters and my dogs and my friends and my home base. And then I realized I too had not really taken me out for dinner almost ever not without a book, a phone, something to appear I'm not a loser eating alone because I still cared what other people thought about me eating alone. At 53 years of age, it is time to get to know me. So I actually, like you, did some exploration. 
it was a pretty safe place in terms of COVID. So I was actually able to go out for dinner and see live music. Remember that? And I had a blast. I was very fun. I talked to the waitress. I talked to the bartender. I actually talked to some total strangers who were dancing and complimented their swing step because they were in their 80s and adorable. I tipped the band. And it's like you go outside of yourself and you say, hmm, I'm going to walk all the way down that dance floor area to the stage and I'm going to drop that money in and then go all the way back. What will people think? And I realized, why do I give a, why? Why do I care? But I did care until I didn't care. So what would you say to taking yourself out to dinner or other contexts for people that are aspiring to be more free like yourself? I think it's crucial to know that when you're going out somewhere on your own, that doesn't mean that you're isolated. It gives you a chance to interact with people, like you said, that you wouldn't necessarily interact with if you were distracted with a friend or whoever else you're dining with. So for me, that really um, made me find my comedic voice in a very weird way because I would be joking with the waitresses. I would go out on a limb and make a joke to a waitress and getting them to laugh at me sincerely laugh at me not just being like huh if I don't laugh this girl's not gonna tip me um that was very humbling for me and just learning how to be my own character out in the world and just doing it because I'm having fun and I'm doing something that's for me I don't have to worry about how I'm gonna appear to the person I'm dining with it's it's very you learn a lot about yourself your voice and how you come across to people not that you're caring what other people are thinking about you but you're you're seeing yourself as a member of this collective group of people that are out in the world and just because you're alone that doesn't define you who you are defines you that is that is spot on talk to us about this tiktok thing why did you take on shape warrior and what does that mean and what has the response been like in taking on shape and thank you for doing it of course. So I did not own shapewear until literally two months ago. I, it was late at night and I was like, I want to try skims. I'm just going to do it. So I purchased the, the high-waisted brief and then I forget about it. It arrives a few days later and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this on. My two of my other roommates, Hailey and Lauren, were up in the upstairs with me when I tried it on and immediately we just bust out laughing because I looked ridiculous. Like I looked like I was an adult sitting in a kitty swing naked. Like my stomach was splurging over the top. My legs were busting out. It was hilarious. And I was like, not many other women have girlfriends like this to laugh about this. And that's why a lot of people aren't talking about it. So I was like, I've already made some questionable TikTok content in the past. Why not just post this? I literally made it in five minutes, posted it, forgot about it. And then I came back and it now has 11 million over, I think it has 12 million views now, which literally I've had videos get like a million, two million views before, which is insane in its own, but to surpass that to the amount it's had, insane. And so from there, I've started this series called the Shapewear Olympics because I want to ride this out, but I don't want to like beat a dead horse. I don't want to just narrow myself into the skims area and then just become irrelevant. I want to branch out more because shapewear is something not a lot of people talk about and people don't talk about it because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to admit that you have to have help to make you look a certain way that you want to look. Um, and so this shapewear Olympics is me trying a whole bunch of different brands and putting a comprehensive review out, but I'm very intentional in not 
inserting too many of my opinions, just inserting observations. So people can make their own decisions. They can look at my video and say, oh, I really like how this looks on her. And the way that she describes it fits my needs. So I'm going to buy it. And so that's how I've taken this. So I'm, I'm very excited with how it's moved on. So if you would like a personal shopper for shapewear who gives it to you straight, you look no further. Adria and Adriana are your team. Most of us have either bought shapewear in, you know, a dark closet where no one knows, or we have tried it. Yours truly for sure has tried it. I used to give big talks on stages before we all were locked down, and I looked worse in the shapewear than I did just myself in regular old undies. So what is it about shapewear? Is it an addiction? Are we supposed to look crappy? So we, what, what is it? Why does it exist? It, ex- it exists out of women's insecurities and that's the heart of it. And so what I'm also trying to address is the sizing issue, which was my issue with skims is uh, I am five foot seven, 150 pounds, very athletically built. So I am typically a small medium, most likely medium. I bought the size small medium, which according to the size chart, according to my measurements was the size that I should have ordered and I get it. And then I look like I did, which was ridiculous. So they ended up reaching out to me and they sent me a large extra large, which whether or not we want to admit it is insulting to feel like you have to go up that big of a size difference, which is a real hit to your ego. And it's almost the opposite of vanity sizing. It makes you feel bad about yourself. And so buying shapewear is an experience that's already very personal and because it involves your insecurities. And so to have to go get shapewear, but have to get a a size or two larger than you need to, that's, that does not feel good in, in an article of clothing that's supposed to make you feel your best. And that, that was kind of a long rambling way of saying that people buy shapewear because they want to feel good. They want to look good. And so they want to find the most comfortable shapewear that gives them the look that they want while not making them feel like they're absolutely miserable for whatever event they're going to. Have you heard from any other shapewear companies that are sort of on board with what you're saying in terms of, yeah, this is not intended to make you feel worse about yourself. I don't know if you can name names, but if you have you heard from anyone? I've I've been I've worked with probably close to 20 shapewear brands at this point, and everyone agrees with that. But that's not to say that all of them are acting on it. So I'm I'm very fortunate in the in the sense that I'm able to provide this information to the public because it's not something that's out there. You don't know how something's going to fit when you get it. And it's interesting how this ties back to our earlier conversation about positive and negative influence from a teacher or a loved one or a family member, right? And this is no different. If it's going to make you feel bad about yourself that you actually purchased something and paid for it that you already felt bad about to try to feel better and you end up feeling worse, that's going to stay with you and push you more and more toward the part of yourself that's quote unquote, I'm going to quote you, buttoned up versus let loose. So before we have to wrap, you have this quote from Tina Fey. Will you share what that quote is? Do your thing and don't care if they like it from Tina Fey. So how did that influence you? So going on the internet in front of hundreds of thousands of people in my underwear, um, not everyone is super happy about that, including a lot of people in my life. And I've, in order to do that, I've really had to kind of 
separate the opinions of people in my life or just in general and be like, this is what I want to do. This is what I feel like I need to do. I'm going to do it. I don't care if people like it or not, because what's the point? What's it going to change? If someone tells me they don't like it, I don't care. I'm an adult. I'm a 23 year old woman. I'm going to do what I want. And if that isn't the way to wrap this show, do your thing and don't care what other people think, whether it's taking yourself out to dinner with or without your phone or dog, whether it is posing in shapewear and taking on the shapewear community of negative influencers and the media, whether it is blending your personas of sometimes buttoned up and sometimes crazy wild or both literally working hand in hand together, recognizing one plus one can equal three. Or as Adria said to us today, you know, just get to know you spend time with you maybe you're not so bad after all and i guess final word goes to you it always does for the guests i'd love to just hear is there one comment from someone on tiktok that you've been able to help or that's resonated with you where you realize this is all worth taking the risk of just doing my thing I had a woman message me who said that her and her college best friend remind her a lot of me and my roommate Hailey, who I make a lot of videos with, and so she's living vicariously through me, and it makes her day to watch my videos, and that, if I'm just making a video for that one person, that's all I need. I don't care if I get millions of views, I just want at least one person to find what I'm doing meaningful and make them happy. Well, I appreciate so much your authenticity and your journey and your story. And I can assure you the Subtle Smarter community is with you and you've just inspired us to do our thing. That makes me so happy. Thank you so much for having me. Been a great guest and keep up the great work. We're watching you. Settle Smarter was produced by New Dog Media in association with Phoenix Fifth, who are solely responsible for the content. If you love the show, please subscribe, tell your friends, and give it five stars wherever you listen. We are available wherever you hear your podcasts. Check out the show notes for info on today's guest, as well as all things Dana Look Arimoto, her latest book, speaking engagements, and how to contact her, or give us comments about the show. The show is edited and recorded by Paul Godwin, who also composed our theme music. For Dana Look Arimoto and the entire Settle Smarter team, this is Paul Godwin saying, see you next time.